looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hi, this is Vince Papale from the movie Invincible, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. It's where you really want to get the real story, the Invincible story. talking about living your dream and being successful with what you want to do in life how many people can actually say they did it Vince Papali has done that and was the oldest rookie in Eagles history at 30 years old in 1976 and many would consider it real life Rocky which happened to come out that same year not only that did he get to live his dream but he also had his story turned into a movie with Disney called Invincible which came out in 2006 so let's go ahead and bring him up on the phone line hey folks so glad to finally have this guy on the phone the man, the man on the phone now played three seasons with the start off Big deal for those who know the business side of the NFL and pensions and all that fun stuff. He's also had a movie dedicated to him, written about him, telling his story. Obviously, we we'll talk a little bit about that. The man on the phone, Vince Papali. Vince, how you doing? Oh, it's great to hang with you. It's good to be with a local guy that knows a little bit about what's going on. You hit it right on the money with the uh, with the, getting that credit for four years because um, back in the day before the new contract, um, I, to, to have gotten credit for that four years meant that I qualified 
for an NFL pension, which you know, that's like the ultimate last laugh, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, so the new the new CBA has uh, they they backed it down, but yeah, it's, it's all good. So yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great to talk to you. Big changes since since the day we were rooting for the Eagles back then. That's for darn sure. Oh, there are so many changes, not only in the game but in life. That's for sure. Yeah. So, well, I want to ask you right off the bat because we were talking about, or you brought him up uh, when we were just chit chatting before we hit record here. Your son Vinny is training. Uh, was trying to go out for some uh, professional football teams that is combine down at University of Delaware. What kind of status has he got? Is he still uh, training? What's the deal with that? Yeah, he's training. Uh, he's training pretty extensively. Actually, uh, Vinny, I went to the University of Delaware, and I, I'm in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, right now. And I'm actually with Vinny and his quarterback and his tight end that he played with. They came to crashed our house this weekend because he just came up from Florida, and, and he, um, he's been training in Boca with a bunch of NFL guys. Vinny signed um, with the, uh, the Montreal Alouettes um, after he basically. Uh, we thought uh, he, he was projected to be drafted in the later rounds uh, coming out of Delaware and then found out he had sports hernia. So um, he had the surgery for that that knocked him out and knocked him out of the XFL. And then uh, he got healthy. He's popped a 4-4-3-40, and uh, the Alouettes uh, signed him. And uh, we're, we're waiting like everybody else to see what's going to happen. But in the meantime, uh, you got to continue to train. You have to keep your head into the game and, and there's a, there's a, a group down there called XPE uh, with Tony Villani, and, he, and it's an invitation-only kind of thing. And um, 80, 90 percent of all the guys he trains want to start playing football and getting paid for it. So um, he's chasing his dream. And you know, my daughter Gabriella, not to forget her, she's a, she works for the Sixers, went to Syracuse, and uh, works for the Sixers and does all the uh, live, what they call live in-game entertainment. Other than the game itself, so anything you see on the court, uh, you see up on the scoreboard, you hear on the, with Matt Cord and uh, or, or Christian, who's ever the announcer uh, at that time. Uh, my daughter Gabriella coordinates all that. But in the meantime, everything's been shut down with the Sixers, and they're about ready to start their season. Of course, down at the bubble in Orlando, which I know you know a little bit about that area. So. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It's, 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 I'm telling you, it's going to be an interesting year. As we speak, we don't even know what's going to happen with the NFL. They, they had a plan, and now all of a planned, uh, all of a sudden they audibleized, and, you know, it's going to be two preseason games, now no preseason games. And, you know, knowing, knowing what I know about and talking to people around the NFL, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's so darn difficult to evaluate personnel with, without any of that kind of stuff, and you're going in. Uh, to, if they're having a training camp, you're going in with a 90-man roster. How can you, how can you cut basically 40 guys, you know, without any kind of uh, contact against somebody else? It, it's pretty crazy, but different times, man. It's 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 a whole different ball game. That's for sure. And you know, you bring up a good point about cutting guys and no games and all that kind of stuff with everything going on. What do you think the mentality is as a football player? Who not fully have that opportunity. Like when you went in the camp, you had X amount of games and X amount of practices, and like there was a traditional standard to see whether you're worthy or not to make the team. Where that might not be possible here. Absolutely, and it was it was a whole different standard than the type of game that was played back then, because we had six preseason games when I came in in '76, 
season was 14 games, not 16, and we had six preseason games. And Coach Vermeil had an eight-week training camp, and and he actually had the, he had all the rookies from creations come in on the Fourth of July. <laughs> so in '76, at this time, we were uh, I was I was in training camp, and they were just. Uh, they were rookies and free agents, and and great. We had eighteen. We had eighteen receivers. There were one hundred and ten guys who came to that first Dick Vermeil training camp, and um, for me, it, it worked great with eighteen receivers because uh, fifteen of them they, they didn't even want to run reps. So I just kept cutting in the front of the line, getting on getting on tape and video as much as I could or film back then. They had film um, to get in there to get the reps, and I had a great opportunity to prove myself with all the preseason games that we had. And, uh, you know, the first fight against, the, for example, the Chargers, I had a couple of catches. And next week uh, against um, against New England, I had a couple of catches and a touchdown. And then the next week it's against another team. And the, it was the Browns. I had a couple of catches and a touchdown. Before you know it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking good on film. And then finally, the fourth or fifth preseason game, uh, the Dolphins, I, I get a chance to start. And I wound up with, with, with five catches in the first half before I got pulled out of the game. And that was, that, that sealed the deal. These kids now, they're not going to get, they're not going to get those look-sees. They're not going to get the opportunity. There's not going to be any more invincible stories, you know, and there's so many of them out there. And I, I'm just, I'm heartbroken for the kids and for those athletes that had that dream that aren't going to get a chance even to, to, to chase it right now because of everything that's gone on. It just, it breaks my heart. And, um, you know, hopefully my son Vinny's not one of them. Yeah, that's for sure. Because I actually saw an article last doing a little homework here. I believe it was from last year in the Washington Post, where I think the start of the headline was Invincible 2. And it was still not yeah. talking about your son. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, yeah, he was down there. there. Yeah, he was. He, the XFL had a camp down there and. uh Right outside, they had, they had a, a training camp, and oh man, Vinny, Vinny just tore it up. And I actually talked to the, uh, I, I talked, talked to the commissioner of the league right after it. He says, "We'll definitely be seeing you in the spring." And then, uh, then we found out that Vinny had that, you know, the sports hernia that we hoped that he had would, would be able to, like they did with Deshaun Jackson, for example. Uh, they they tried to rehab it and without surgery, and it it, it was just too far gone. So it was, the surgery was required. So, but you know, it's painful for, for anybody. For I, I feel bad for Vinny, uh, you know, because he's he's so talented and, and he, he stands alone. You know, he's he's not an invincible son. He, he's just he's my son. You know, and I'm I'm yeah. just this guy. You know, what I'm saying I'm just his dad. And uh, and you know, in, in some cases it's good. In other, you know, just he's just Vinny. Yeah, <laughs> he's my he's my little boy that I've been coaching and. Uh, coaching since he was five years old, so it's all good. Well, you know, another thing, and I'll get into the movie for a second here, in a second here, but something right. else I thought was very cool, and maybe you can tell me more about it, how that happened, was I recently saw that you had a flag flown in your honor over in Afghanistan. Yes. Did, what's yes. your ties with the military, and or did somebody just reach out and say, hey, we're doing this? Well, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. You know, I, I actually was, I, I actually was, when I got out of St. Joe's back in the day and Vietnam was really heavy, I was about ready to, uh, to enlist in the, uh, either the Marines and or the Air Force. And, um, and then, then I got a, uh, right out because I, I knew I was going to get drafted. So I figured, well, why don't I go somewhere where I wanted to go? I, you know, I wanted either the Marine or Air Force. 
and uh, and I wanted to fly. And um, and then, but as luck would have it, I, I wound up getting a teaching job at my alma mater in suburban Philadelphia, and um, with that came a, a deferment. And so, so I so I didn't go into the military as I thought I was going to when I was coming out of college. Uh, but there was always that close tie in things, and yeah, I've been asked to do so many things, and uh, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm just all about law enforcement. I'm all about law and order. I'm all about the military, you know, and these guys out there sacrificing their lives for our freedom, for the ability of, of our children, my children, to chase their dreams and kids chase their dreams. And so I've been told that, and then the movie Invincible came out, and and I'm getting emails from all over the world from guys and women that are on bases around the world, and they said that they showed the movie. Actually, a lot of times they show the movie when they're about ready to go out on, a, on, on an operation, and they would use that as, as a motivating factor. And the people would tell me, you know, we were ready, I was ready to give up, and I saw your movie, and, and the next thing you know, I, I'm looking at that flag every time I go down into my game room and, and see that flag that was thrown in my honor, you know. And it's the flag is to be cherished. It's a symbol of freedom. And, and, and dreams, and, uh, you know, it pains me to see how uh, some are disrespecting it at this time. Well, you know, that's a good point. I know, or I don't know, 100%, but, you know, some of the stuff we've been seeing in the news might not be affecting myself or you or your family, but what do you think with all the craziness besides COVID that we've been seeing in the past couple months in the news? Well, I not really want to get into it because then, uh, then I'll get really passionate, but... Uh, it, it's just that, uh, it, look, I, everybody just, just love and respect everybody no matter what. You know, wherever you come from, whatever race, whatever religion, whatever country, we're, we're all human beings, we're all people, and it's all about love and respect. And I, I was at an event uh, just, just yesterday, I was at an event, and there were 50, 60 um, former NFL or active NFL players who were at this event, and, and it was a love fest. It was like being in the locker room. And, and I just wish that, that life could be like, like it is in the locker room. Everybody can, can, uh, take a shot at somebody, you know, and have fun with it and no, nobody taking it seriously. But then when, when it comes time for something to get done, uh, and, and for that, let's say a teamwork makes a dream work, uh, you know, we all come together as one. And, it, and, and I was with a young boy and I, you know, I was saying, and, and so, so you see what he's playing in this tournament with me. I said, you see all this? that's going on around you, I said, this is the way it really is, and this is the way it should be. So what you're seeing, what you're hearing, this is the way it should be and the way it really is. So, you know, I'll just sort of leave it at that. And, you know, just stay positive. You know, we've got to stick together as one. And and, and as a team, we can – we always say as a te- it takes teamwork to make the dream work. And and I got that from the Navy SEALs. I, I spoke to SEAL Team 6 for crying out loud. You want to talk about intimidating. But, um, yeah, I was – Let's let's just stay positive, and you know, with the COVID, the same thing. You know, respect. If they say wear wear a mask, you wear a mask. You know, I mean, it's as simple as that. That's that's the rules that they're saying it should be, and I'm I'm all about that as a coach, as a player. You know, you're successful as a team because, and any coach will tell you that because there's a certain set of rules, there's a routine, there's a thing, there's things that need to be followed, and if you follow them, you're have a greater chance of success. If you don't, then, you know, it's going to be a discord and you're just going to go all over the place without any uh, any purpose, I, I guess would be the way to put it. Yeah, and I'll put it this way before we move on, because like you said, we can get really passionate about it and everything else like that. But 
I look at, say, of the generation of my grandparents and such, where they may have been a part of the tail end of the Great Depression or going into World War II, that time frame. And they had to, that generation had to sacrifice so much more. So if we got to do something small like wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask, you know, like, yeah. come on. Absolutely. Hey, but when my grandparents, my parents were, were part of that. My mom and dad never got beyond the eighth grade. They were both one of nine in their families. My mom one of nine, my dad one of nine, and never got beyond the eighth grade. And uh, they were either first or second, first generation uh, immigrants, you know, of people who came from other countries or that were chasing the dream and, uh, and, and totally understand that. And the sacrifices they had to make uh, in order to keep their families together going through the Great Depression, going through uh, World War Two, you know, and then right after that, you think, okay, we got a breather, and then it comes the Korean War, but it, it didn't have that much of an effect on our economy here in the states. But you know, so just you know, we're, we are what we are, you know, based upon they, they. I read a good book one time. It says you you are what you were when, and what was going on in your life at ten at, when you were ten or twelve years old is is going to actually set the values and your perspective in life as you go forward. And, and that's why I think it's so positive, so important for everybody to remain positive right now with a good attitude and show our children what we can do to be leaders and, and, uh, and be positive and treat everybody with respect. Absolutely. Well, we're coming up on the 14th anniversary. Uh, yes, we are. Weeks <laughs> for the movie being released. Right. Uh, done by Disney. How were you approached initially when they – when the movie was being kicked around and the early process of that? Well, it's funny. Right around this time in 2000, uh, 2001, 2000, 2002, actually, I was approached by Pete DiStefano, who was a producer over at NFL Films, which, you know, being from Mount Nephi, you know, NFL Films up there in, in Morristown. And, um, and so I'm, I'm approached, and they said, hey, uh, the Eagles are going to be playing the 49ers on Monday Night Football and it's the 25th anniversary of Rocky, and everybody's calling you the real-life Rocky. We want to do a feature on you called Distant Replay, uh, comparing your your story to Rocky. And if anybody wants to see it, they can find it under Vince Papali on YouTube. It's out there. And they showed that feature, and then the next day, Hollywood came calling. And then to make the long story short, you know, we my, my, my buddy Brad, uh, my, my buddy Ken Mock, uh, who created America's Next Top Model, uh, he he, uh, he hired a guy, Brad Gann, to write a spec script, and the script was written, and they gave it to the two guys that that um, that produced the movie Miracle and, and Rookie and the new guy and Secretariat, Mark and Gordon, Mark Giardi and Gordon Gray, and and they went and they took the they they took the script to Disney, while others took it out to Paramount, they took it to Columbia, whatever, and Disney looked at the script and they said, this is perfect, this is what we're looking for. And boom, right on the spot, they bought it. They bought the script. I become the property of Disney. And in 2002, 2004, they grilled it. And uh, 2005, as a matter of fact, I just sent a text to Mark Wahlberg, uh, who's still my good buddy. And I said, hey, Mark, I said, I said, you remember? I said, about 15, 16 years ago, right now, you were sweating your ass off at Franklin Field uh, trying to be Vince Capelli. And he was laughing, you know, and he sent me this thing back. And I actually had a video of it. And, uh, you know, and then I saw a video of Vinny because him and Vinny were always having catches then. Vinny was seven. And I showed him a video, a video of him training down in Florida. 
And I said, that little boy with that long blonde hair, he's no more. Here he is, you know, with the big bushy hair and the beard and the whole deal, you know. So uh, that it was it was wild. And then and then the movie comes out right around Labor Day in 2006. And I, I remember people still come up to me and say that they saw it in the theater and they'd wear their Eagles uniforms. And, you know, everybody's cheering E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, and, at the end of the movie, and it's it's really been it's what a ride. Actually, I've been I've been all over the world, uh, meeting people, speaking, and it's even even just last night, got Matt Laurel. I went you know, went to dinner, and I had no less than eight or ten people come up and say, "Hey, man, you mind take a shake my hand, take taking a picture, or whatever." It's just been unbelievable. The impact is insane, and it's all about the dream. That's it's all about it. It's about a kid that chased his dream, and he had the right people behind him and got the opportunity of a lifetime that was given to me by Dick Vermeil, who I'm very close with as well, and, and, and I just love him to death. So, you know, between parents and teachers and coaches, um, I, I enabled, I had that chance to have that ultimate dream come true, and, and to make the movie, that's the icing and the cake, Invincible, with your name in it. That's sick. <laughs> you yeah. think about it. And I'm not one to kiss any tuchus, but... Uh... It almost, like you said about chasing your dream and everything else like that, it almost seems like the perfect fit that the movie was uh, meant to be with Disney, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. No no question about it. And it's so ironic because I I think when our kids were growing up, we bought every Disney movie possible. Back then, it was uh, it was in, it, it was on tape, you know, and it was uh, the exactly VCR. Young kids. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right, yeah. So, you know, and then they move, of course, you move up, and, and now everything, of course, is uh, through Netflix or right, you know, Disney Channel and the whole thing. But Disney was, was cool because during the, uh, during, uh, during the COVID, they, uh, they let everybody in and, you know, watching a Disney movie. So uh, very exciting, and, you know, it's, it, it's, sort of, it's, it's sort of fun to think that I'm a Disney character. I've been, I've been called a character before, but now to be a Disney character is pretty, uh, pretty cool. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, a real, a real life one. <laughs> well, uh, they knew me. Yeah, but it's it's been great. And you know, my wife Janet, they portray her as a Giants fan, and and she she has her props. Uh, if I go into our office, I look at at her side of the office, and I see this jersey that says USA on it, and that's the jersey that she wore, or the the uh, the, the sweat the sweat top she wore when she was on the USA World Gymnastics team back in the seventies, and then she went on to coach at Penn for years. She's coached gymnastics all over the world, and she's world-renowned in, in, uh, in that family. So they played around with it a little bit to, to create uh, to create some humor and, and some drama. And we, and we the NFL, they, they asked us to do that. If we, and the trade-off, if we would do it that way and not have her as a, as a world-class gymnast, they would give us the, um, the branding rights and allow us to uh, be endorsed by the NFL. And that was very, very important because you've seen the other movies, football movies, the longest yard for – example, or, or, or whomever it might be, uh, any given Sunday. And, um, you, you know, the, the, it was based on, it might have been based on truth, but they didn't get those endorsements, and it was so important for us to get that. Absolutely. But my uh, last question for you, and this is more of a real-life question again. I know in the early 2000s you had beaten cancer. How's your uh, health doing now? Doing pretty good, except my back's a little out of whack right now <laughs> from pole vaulting back in the day. Uh, you know, I, I was a little bit higher than the, uh, the, the pits that they had ready for us. But, uh, yeah, health is good. I'm celebrating my 19th year of being cancer-free, uh, thanks to the uh, great Invincible team at, uh, 
at Jefferson Hospital and my, my buddy Tony and Fanalino and so uh you know they 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 they, they yanked about eighteen inches. But they but basically what it was was like resectioning a hose and has a leak in it. And they found a polyp that was cancerous, thank God it was totally encapsulated. No no chemo, no radiation, a little resectioning, put it back together, threw it back in my stomach and uh, all good. So and, and it's been and actually it's been great because Invincible has been a, a platform for me now to go out and speak uh, about colon rectal cancer awareness and how important it is to get tested because the testing is what saved my life. So uh, really, really important stuff. Yeah, so if we could take a key out of anything with this, it let it be this part here that whether it's your, you know, prostate or breast cancer or this or whatever you want to look at, you know, make sure you follow up and get your uh, annual checkups, folks. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, you would do it for your car. You get your oil changed. Uh, why, why wouldn't you want to do that for your body? I mean, that, that's your most important asset, and uh, you want that to be as fine-tuned as possible. So uh, absolutely do that. And, you know, right now with everything that's going on, uh, find a way if we're, if we're going to be if we're doing this little relapse is uh, find something, that's, something creative, something that's going to challenge your mind. How about challenging your body? Start a fitness program, you know, mask or not, go walk around and, and do something, ride a bike, but, you know, do something fit and, and, and you know, or go and check in. Right now you can go on YouTube and you can find a thousand different workouts for anybody of any age and every, any fitness level. So, uh, but, but I, I think there's such a great correlation between uh, a physical fitness and mental fitness and positive attitude. There's no question about it. So that's going to uh, help everybody get through this. We need that to happen. Yeah, that's for sure. Not there's not just because of COVID, but you're right on the money there. There's such a tie there between your physical and mental health. That's for sure. Yeah, no question about it. Absolutely. If folks want to check Vince out, see more of his story, get links for his shop and everything else like that, it's vincepapali.com. Vince, thank you so much. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Hi, this is Steve Largent from the Seattle Seahawks and uh, you're listening to Crazy Train Radio.